finally the camera. Oh. Back at it. End of the week. They're already. Was that a week off? I'm bloody well knackered. Detan Park for the win. Temple Fairs back in full swing and now are over Beijing. That means it's pretty much the end of the Spring Festival. Remember I was thinking about starting a new vlog channel, uh, sort of like a, a video uh, companion to this here daily audio podcast? I think I got an idea. Did I get my workouts in? Yeah, I did, although barely. Again, feeling knackered, not sure why entirely. Folks, it's Friday, February 16th, 2024. I'm Stephen Sersky, Canadian expat, uh, living it up here in Beijing, China. And uh, we are coming to the end of Spring Festival 2024. Uh, so the way it works is that this the first week, uh, and tomorrow as well is a day off, but Sunday is a work day for uh, people who's um, all but the stock market basically is open uh, again on Sunday. Monday, the stock market opens once again here in China. Uh, 15 days from last Saturday. So it'll be 7 to Saturday, Friday. Next Friday or Saturday, I guess, is Lantern Festival. And that's when they send off the uh, Red Lanterns with the uh, the candles inside them with the lights or whatever. And that is the official end of the Spring Festival holiday. And then it's back to work out and it's back to normal until what's February, March. Does anything happen to March? Buddha's birthday, I think. April is that Labor Day? And the May is Labor Day. April is something else. Uh, Qingming, uh, tomb sweeping day as well. So uh, it's the last big festival, last big holiday for until uh, the May Labor Day long weekend. Uh, but uh, it's. I'm I'm surprised actually that it's over already. I have been super busy this week getting a lot of things done that just require the time to be able to sit there and think my way through some things, like get it through my mind. Uh, I'm I'm talking specifically about uh, using social media. Uh, I talked earlier this week about uh, using uh, CSV files and like batch uploading, batch creation. Not so much batch creation. But batch uploading the stuff, because posting to a lot of different social media accounts is kind of difficult. And I do run a few of them, and I, I don't always sort of, uh, I don't think I manage them all together well, to tell you the truth. Because there are, I could see the potential for each one of them in different ways, but I'm trying to do it all myself. And that is one of these things that's sort of, it's kind of getting me that um, maybe I need to either consolidate or but how would I consolidate because they're all just they're still just branches of me and this this year podcast actually is sort of a, a grand consolidation of all my my little ideas because I, th I think of stuff I'll, I'll talk about it here I'll talk about some of the things that I'm doing as well um, I mean I'm in the midst of my what I call my great six months of content creation, my creative six months, my creative season. I think that's what I usually call it. And, and this month, I'm sort of focusing on uh, developing the idea for a 90 minute feature length film. And I think, uh, I mean, and it's got to be a fiction film. Like it's, it, I mean, well, no, it can be anything. But I'm thinking 90 minute fiction, 90 minutes. It's not going to be a documentary this year. 
I was sort of thinking in, in terms of going ahead as March, April, May, those are sort of my video production months. And by video production, I mean, that's where I start looking at uh, using more video editing or video manipulation software to, by manipulation, I mean, graphics, computer graphics and stuff like that, uh, to uh, generate just different effects, different things. Uh, and I was wondering if I could sort of, if I could make a sort of a co cohesive whole uh, that could make a feature film by the end of May. So this month is meant to sort of uh, sketch out the idea. March, April, May would be sort of picking away at that idea and seeing if I can actually do it. I'm, it might not be possible. I think there's a reason why feature films are sort of blocked off in certain chunks of time uh, rather than uh, little bits here, little bits there. Who knows? So this is the other thing that I got to sort of think through. So February, uh, feature uh, feature February is what it is, or film February. How, um, yeah, it's feature February because I'm developing the, the idea for a uh, feature length uh, film of sorts, but movie video project doesn't have to be on film. But uh, oh, that, all that being said, this week I spent a lot of time doing all the other stuff that wasn't really related to feature film, uh, feature uh, February. So. Hmm. And I am surprised that we are at the end. Uh, it's, been, it's Friday now. This week has sailed by. We did end up going to D10 Park uh, today. So this is the first year that these spring festivals have been uh, restarted since the pandemic, the, the great pandemic shutdown of 2020, 21, 22, and 23. That's four years worth of spring festivals uh, that got shut down. Uh, so the last one we were at it was in 2019. I think it was D10 Park. I, mean, I can't remember if we also went to Long Tan Park that year. Uh, I've, I think I've been to pretty much all of the different parks that host uh, the the spring fest, uh, the the temple fairs uh, or the the festival fairs uh, at within Beijing. So I'm, I don't I don't go too far out because some of them are pretty like Yuyan Tan Park is pretty far away from me. Uh, there's another one. Well, Chaoyang Park is not too far, but it's decent D10 park. And then there's long time, long time park is sort of the closest one to me. All the other ones require about an hour or more to get to Yu Yan Tan, uh, being the, the farthest one for me to, um, to get to. Uh, and as I've said before, they're all kind of very similar in nature. And I, I guess they kind of make them that way so that not everybody is trying to crush into that particular, uh, Temple Fair. D10 Park is known for its uh, performance that it puts on at nine o'clock in the morning. The temple, like the some sort of sacrifice to the earth or something. I can't remember. It's a little show. You got to be there early in the morning. Uh, it wasn't not for me. And uh, but each, so each park has a sort of unique selling feature, unique feature to it. Uh, D10 Park being this one that it has this massive, I'd call it a stage, but I guess they'd call it like a temple grounds. <laughs> Depends on who you ask, I guess. Uh, but uh, D10 Park is one of the biggest or one of the bigger uh, festival, uh, temp like temple fairs that is uh, out there. A proper temple fair as well, because it actually has a temple situated inside it or used to. Anyway, uh, same with Long Tan. I think Long Tan had a temple in it. Or is that Yu Yan Tan? I can't remember. Oh, goodness. So, yeah. Uh, basic, similar foods. Uh, we tried little pancakes called Jaguan Chang. Uh, so these were, I don't know what they're made out of. I think they're made out of fat or it could be like dough, fried, fried dough, like, uh, but like pancake flat dough and fried in, the, in, in this oil. 
and then doused in oil and garlic. It's fantastic. Horribly fatty. I mean, no, I don't know. Like, I actually don't know the origin of this this food. Not that I know the origin of any other foods, but this one, like, where did this one come from? I don't know which part of the country that this one uh, sort of uh, hails from. Um, lots of chowar. We tried about uh, three or four different kinds of chowar. Chicken, yeah, lamb, another lamb. We, oh, okay, so only three. Uh, but in that, we tried three different types. So uh, the uh, the Muslim one was sort of the best one because they're the biggest. They're also most expensive. Uh, at uh, It was 50 kwai for three chowar. And you can imagine that basically a stick... It's like a skewer of meat. So three, uh, would that equal a steak? How many grams of meat is that? Good question. Don't know. Never waited out. All I know is that when I order from Muslim restaurants and I uh, order four chowar, I usually get five, but I can get through four pretty easily. Five, I'm already starting to feel a little bit full at that point. So uh, fake ice cream, that was funny. Okay, so I go to buy this ice cream. It's Hagandaza. And I don't think it was actually real haagen because it wasn't that good. 29 kwai, and the girl's like, I'll play a game with you. I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll play Rochambeau. No, we won't. We'll play um, uh, rock, paper, scissors for us. Uh, for And if you win, you get a, uh, uh, a second one. Now, silly me. Very silly me. I, I didn't even realize what I was doing here. So she started counting, and then I I thought it was three, and so I put a rock. And so she's like, oh, no, 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 just wait. I mean, you got to count, count one, two, three. I'm like, okay, so do it again. So I did rock again. Well, stupid me, she did paper. Steven, come on. You should have done scissors. Jeez. So uh, anyway, didn't, uh, I think she, I, I guess, has she done, maybe she was trying to give it to me at that point because it was like, I'm, I'm going to do paper because you did rock, so please do scissors. And then you'll get a second one for free. I didn't. I, I, yeah, anyway, terrible at these games. Speaking of which, we did play quite a few of the different games out there. Uh, that uh, it wasn't, we, we bought 240 renminbi, about 250, it was $50 worth of tokens. Um, and lots of different, I kind of got the sense that this is the time that Chinese people can gamble or can take their chances to win something. Because gambling is kind of technically, it is illegal on the mainland, but Macau uh, is, since it's a special administrative, re, re, special administrative, 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 administrative region, that uh, they, they, that's why all the gambling happens there. Uh, but this is, these are like carnival games, basically. Uh, can you shoot a balloon? Um, can you get the, the, like the ring toss? Uh, the one that uh, I think uh, my, my girlfriend's niece, she got this massive stuffed ice cream cone because she threw this basketball and they had these series of tins that were set up. And was it four on the bottom, then three, two, and one? And they had different prize levels. So it's like if you had, if you got, what was it? If you got, if you knocked off, if two remained, four remained, six or eight. Uh, how did it work? Somebody, two, four, and six. If those remained, you didn't get anything. But if you got, if there was nine, I think there's ten, ten tins total. I think if you knocked off one, you'd get a big prize. If you knocked off like two or four, you'd get um, 
like a, a medium prize and some other. So there's different variations of how, what type of prizes you could get. Uh, it was interesting to see she ended up only knocking off one. And so she got this massive plush toy to uh, take home with her. Um, and uh, we tried, there was, uh, well, rubber ducky fishing. So that was the easiest one. You, you were sort of guaranteed a prize at, at no matter what, because you would just pick three little ducks and they had a number written on the bottom of them. They tally that up and then, uh, depending on how many points you had, would determine uh, the size of the prize that you got. Uh, what else did we try? Oh, and the one that uh, the one thing actually to keep in mind though is that when you buy these tokens, they're not actually transferable across the park. So there's different areas, different uh, uh, gaming areas, and the tokens you buy in one area. I'm speaking like in terms of if you go inside the little uh, stage area, those tokens are different than. The ones that you'd buy near the east gate or the west gate or the north gate so you have to be a little bit uh, aware of where your tokens are actually uh valid but we uh one of the sort of the throwaway monies that we did was uh literally throwing away money they had this game this this is where you could sort of see chinese people kind of getting into the gambling or this is where you kind of thought it was more gambling because it was literally such a chance that you would get it. There was no real skill uh, to this. They had a table, like a, a like a, or a flat sp space on a table, basically, with a glass covering. Underneath, there were a bunch of circles, uh, like a big uh, yellow one, a smaller blue one, and then a medium-sized red one. And if you got your token on the middle of these things, it couldn't be poking out at all. It had to be like right on the circle. It would you would get a prize, and I think if you did it two or three times in a row, you got an even bigger prize or something like that. I can't remember, but uh, you you had to get the coin and just right in the middle of this thing or very close to it. It couldn't be breaching the sides of the circle, and as a result, you'd see these people tossing their coins, but everyone was sort of throwing them forward. They weren't so throwing them up, which is which is what you'd sort of expect, given that it has to land on this thing and not roll around if you throw it going forward like pushing your arm forward it gives it too much momentum right unless you kind of spin the uh the coin i have no idea i'm, I'm sure someone has a technique for it did not see any technique the reason why i say this is throwing away money one token one try you can't get anything uh you you can only win prizes but you'd only do it if you had some extra tokens left like six or seven left because most uh games required nine or twelve tokens or something along those lines there wasn't anything that cost only six tokens. So we uh, we threw away some of our tokens uh, that way. Uh, other food, what did we do? Um, Beijing traditional ice cream that tasted like green tea uh, or matcha or something like that. That was okay. It wasn't, wasn't the best. And then uh, some pear drink. I can't remember this. Uh, there's a name for it. I've had it before. A lot, if you've come to China, you've probably had it before. It's usually served as a dessert. Uh, it has like... Um, what are those things called? I can't remember what that is. It's a dessert drink type thing, but it has those little things that look like intestines, but they're not intestines. They're little gelatinous strands in there. Uh, very sweet, made with pear juice and dates. And I think there's sometimes goji berries in that. And there's a specific name for it. I can't remember uh, what it is, but we had some of that as well. Uh, what else did we have? I think that was it. We, we ate pretty consistently throughout the day uh mostly because it 
like these temple fairs are sort of that time to try as many different things as possible in a very small area. You did have to wait sometimes. The Troir were always sort of um, uh, had a long lineup. The Beijing ice cream, that had a long lineup. But uh, things moved. I mean, they did move. You weren't waiting an obscene amount of time for things like that. So it, it was it was good to see that even though there were so many people there, and it was packed. Uh, I think it was actually packed more before the pandemic, but this was decently packed, uh, that uh, they were able to keep things sort of moving along. They had very good uh, production lines going. I guess they have to be. I mean, day number five or six of these things are ready. So they're pretty much done and done with uh, their job. They should know what they're doing by this point. Uh, did I get uh, talked to at all? Yes, one guard wanted to talk to me, ask me where I was from. That conversation was was in broken Chinese. And then there was another guy who stopped me who's going to Australia. And I don't know why he stopped me, but we all spoke English in there. I did not record any of those, but the... Uh, my Chinese, my spoken Chinese is um, failing. It's I got to get back into speaking uh, Chinese again a little bit more. I think uh, that's one possibly beginning. It's going to have to be the end of March at this that's, this rate because I've got a few other things coming up that I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to commit much more time. I should start booking one or two more classes a week and getting back into speaking uh, more with teachers and just building up that uh, ability to speak spontaneously with people. I mean, I know some of the words, but since I'm not thinking of this stuff and I've been thinking of work instead uh, or other work, it's it's tough to remember, recall all the words that I am studying. And I do still do my flashcards every day, but I'm not using them, right? Like it stops there. Uh, I have been working a little bit on the HSK books, but not too much. So yeah, I feel like my spoken Chinese is... In need of uh, improvement, a lot. Overall, pretty good, Detan Park, and I was wrong about Longtan Park being open on Saturday. It's not, it's all closed. All the temple fairs are now done. Uh, it's all done for 2024. Uh, they end it today. Tomorrow is, oh, sorry, no, 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 no. Let me retract that. Most of the big ones are done. There are a few that will continue until the 24th or 25th. You'd have to check on which one it is. I know the Beijinger had an article on it, uh, but uh, sort of your main core temple fairs are, are Detan Park being one of them, Longtan Park. Uh, I'm not sure about Yuyan Tan if that that's still open. Chaoyang Park might still be open as well. If you, uh, but that one that one's not like a a real temple fair. I would say. I mean, I think that's very much just a park carnival because Chaoyang Park has a carnival in it all the time. You know, it has a series of amusement rides in it all the time. And that to me is like, well, if it has that, then like, how can a temple fair up that? Temple fair is basically where you get your dragon dances, your lion dances, your performances, your food and stuff like that. So it's a, it's a, a, a little bit different in that regard. Overall, got a lot of uh, footage and it got me thinking. I was like, well, wait a minute. Do I do with all this footage? Because here, this podcast, I talk, as you can tell, quite a bit about some of the stuff that I do. And I did throw around the idea before of uh, creating a, a video companion, I guess, to this here uh, podcast. And the video com- by a video companion, I mean, since I do accumulate a lot of pictures and videos, and I, I, I post raw videos quite a bit, 
I hate editing because I don't know what the story's going to be. It's like when I when I'm out there videoing or taking pictures, I'm just taking it so I can preserve it and look at it again. I I like looking at it again. Then it dawned on me today. I was actually watching this guy uh, uh, Casey Nykist uh, on um, on YouTube. He's one of these big guys. He's been doing it for years. I think he just quit doing it full time. He scaled back his production quite a bit. But I'm watching how he does his videos, uh, and it's sort of what he talks about how he how he approaches it and his background. He's basically a filmmaker. I was like, well, I could do that. And this, the funny part is that every time I, I think that I could do that, I usually start something like that. And then like, it just keeps on going on. So the big podcast, this podcast, that's, these are all products of like, well, I could do that. So the idea being with the vlog, uh, with the uh, travel vlog would be as rough and tumble, not maybe not as, um, F sharp as this here podcast to be a little bit more of a for a broader audience appeal possibly um, because it would you know it'd be nice to, for people to sit down and watch this and see see some of the things that I see as well and just collect all the videos into a massive clip and then sit down and do like basically a, a documentary commentary that's it just do a, com- a running commentary let the videos play with sound so people can see some of the things I get up to Maybe do this on a monthly basis or something. Like, it couldn't be daily. It'd be too much. It couldn't even be weekly. It'd be too much. But every now and then, I could sit down and pull out a bunch of videos that I've accumulated or make the effort to go accumulate some more videos uh, and just compile them all and you know take people on tours of the different places that I've been. Because uh, not to brag, I have been a few places. Uh, and not to brag even more, I got lots of hard drives full of Photos and videos that no one else even cares or knows about just yet. I'd like to change that. I'd like to finally justify taking all those photos and videos over the years. So that's something that uh, I'm thinking that I might start doing on a separate YouTube channel. This would be more visual-based than audio-based. And that would sort of be the uh, the entire goal is to uh, offer that, that uh, glimpse into not so much expat life, but life over there, like how life is sort of, um, and it can, it can be life like travel. It could be life as in like, this is my apartment, although I don't like showing my apartment, uh, and life and sort of like, Hey, this is what it's like to walk around a Beijing neighborhood sort of thing. So something along those lines, all that being said, did I get my workouts in? Well, I did actually manage to get through 50 pull-ups this morning, uh, in, uh, it took me about 45 minutes to do because I'm like, well, if I'm going to be out all day at Detan Park, then I got to get the pull-ups on because that, that's the sort of my my Friday go-to workout. Uh, and then when I came back from Detan Park, I was like, oh, my goodness, I haven't done weights. And I was trying to do weights. It was a lot of work. And they, they just felt really heavy today. So I picked some up, moved them over there, then moved them back a couple times and did some bends over and stuff like that, stretches and I'm like, all right, that's it. I'm done. I'm going to eat a burger. <laughs> done. <laughs> and that will bring it to the end of today's episode. I'll leave it there. Uh, thank you very much, folks, for listening. I appreciate it. The show notes and tracks are available up on my website, uh, stevensterski.com. Uh, enjoy the weekend, the end of the spring festival. If you are, uh, if you're celebrating, if you're getting back to work either tomorrow or the day after, I know, Sinkula lifestyle, uh, bitter hardworking lifestyle that we lead that we have to work so much. But, uh, hey, it pays the bills and provides the thrills, don't it? 
Have a good weekend. Happy getting back to work. And if there's anything I can clear up, get in touch. I'd like to hear from you. Thanks again. We'll do this again. Have a good one. Bye-bye.